This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source, like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Now, spreading freedom across the nation, this is The Buck Sexton Show. What's up, team? Welcome uh, back to the Freedom Hunt for Hour 2 here on uh, Monday. Uh, Great to have you with me. And uh, as you know, this is our last week. This is our last four days, actually. Thursday is the last day of the show. Thursday, March 16th will be the last day of the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, I will continue to do my new show, National Syndicated, nationally syndicated uh, Buck Sexton with America Now. If you have not already, please go on iTunes, type in Buck Sexton with America Now, and hit subscribe. Uh, you can also uh, listen live on the iHeartRadio app, and uh, I really hope you will do so. And also uh, get ready for me to start posting on Facebook more about plans for the future, including uh, things that I'm going to be planning, like uh, email newsletter and and other things that are in the works, T-shirts coming back, things like that, fun stuff. So uh, please do uh, subscribe and also follow me at facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. So, you know, Friday, and the audio of this is not great. Otherwise, I would play the audio for you. Uh, But Friday, there was this video that came out, and I tweeted it out. I think I posted on Facebook, too, of this very serious BBC interview and discussion uh, that was going on. And the, 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 you know, this BBC said, oh, hello, sir. Can you tell us more about what's going on? And I think they were talking about the South Korean premier uh, facing crim- being removed from office and facing criminal charges. Uh, it's you know, a serious news story, le- legitimately a, a serious news story. And if you haven't seen it, it's one of the best uh, TV clips, funny TV clips I've, I've ever seen. It was so cute and so funny at the same time. You've got this BBC interview. He's like, so tell me, what's, what do you think the next moves are here? And this guy's like, well, you know, it's going to be very intense and serious and uh, you know, this is a big political upheaval and, and he's, he's a professor, I think, and he's on this and he's doing a Skype hit, which, uh, is becoming increasingly common. I've done Skype hits. In fact, I'll be doing a Skype hit tomorrow for Tommy's show. So you can watch on the blaze TV. I'll be joining Tommy tomorrow. At least that's scheduled. It can always change, but, uh, hopefully I'll be doing that hit with Tommy tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Skype hit is, it's great because of the flexibility, but you know, you're also turning a camera on. 
and you're setting up a camera in a place where if you're in your home, you know, stuff happens. You know, people uh, come walking through in the background. Uh, this is now we're used to this also with some of these live TV hits that you may watch where someone will uh, come up behind the field reporter and say something funny or just be drunk and dumb or sometimes they even get belligerent and aggressive and curse or push the guy or girl. Uh, so we've all seen that. But with Skype, it's, you know, you're in your home. And so whatever happens is, is what's happening around you. And this guy, he's doing this really serious interview. I, I implore you, if you have not seen this clip, you have to just type in, you know, BBC Skype interview into Google. And I think it'll, it'll probably pop up. Um, and the, the kids, okay. So a, a kid comes in, but a kid, maybe, maybe a three or a four year old, but doesn't just walk into the, into the shot behind him. And it's so nonchalant and funny, the whole thing, but the kid sort of, it's a little girl and she must be, she's a toddler, but she kind of comes in with her, like waving her arms, like, like she's the star of the show. It is, it is incredibly cute and hilarious, but it doesn't stop. And the, and the guy kind of push, you know, moves her off to the side and it doesn't stop there. It really continues on. And he, uh, he then has his, uh, other kid. I mean, and you couldn't have scripted this and you can tell that they did. You couldn't have scripted this any better. So the one daughter comes in waving her arms, you know, la di da di da. And he's trying to move her out of the way. And then the other and here I am doing doing radio with you, and I, you know, I just my my phone rang, right? So you know, this is this is what can happen. And the other kid, uh, the other kid comes in on a <laughs> you can't make this stuff up on uh, a little like I don't know what you call it, like this wheeled trolley thing. And, and the kid's even younger, a little toddler, and comes wheeling into the room, and then the, uh, I, be I believe it's his wife comes running in after them and is trying to shoo both of the kids out of the, uh, out of the shot. And, uh, and, and then once she gets them out, there's this moment where she kind of dives in and like goes low on the door. Cause she does, she thinks she's out of the shot, but she's actually totally in it and is, and pulls the door shut. It is it is one of the funniest, best, most entertaining sequences on, on in any, you know, haphazard TV shot I've ever seen. It's really cute. It's really funny. And it's gone totally viral. And everyone's talking, everyone's talking about it over the weekend. And, and I was posting on Facebook. Others were too. And it's just great stuff. It really is. I mean, it is fantastic. Um, and it reminded me of a few things. First of all, I saw a little bit of people saying, you know, oh, well, it could have been, he could have been nicer to his daughter when she came in the shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, there's a part of me that wishes that in the, in the moment the guy had, you know, gone with it a little more. But, you know, he's a frazzle. He's trying to do a serious hit on the BBC. And, I, you know, I didn't have any problem with it. Any of that, but I thought it was all just really funny. And I, and I do wish that we could all move past that, you know, nothing is allowed to be funny anymore. Everything is automatically a, a moment for political exposition. You know, everything becomes a moment to weigh in with our opinions and all no, it was really just funny. And it was funny in a way that we could all, it was just cute. And it was a great sequence uh, of events. And it reminds me of some, you know, from doing live TV, of some of the things that, uh, that I've come across and dealt with. And one of my favorite, and I don't know if this doesn't come across as funny to anybody else, but maybe it'd be funny when I tell you about it. Because, you know, this is 
fireside chats with Team Buck in our last few days here in the uh, noon Freedom Hunt. As I was saying, though, before, 6 to 9 Eastern, everybody, national syndication, iHeartRadio app. Please subscribe on iTunes to Buck Sexton with America Now. Uh, if you're listening to this, that's going to be the best way for us to continue hanging out. Uh, but anyway, where was I on this? The, the reality here is that, uh, that I, sometimes when you're doing live TV, something happens or, you know, something will, something will happen and you will immediately, uh, have to just deal with it on the fly. And, uh, what you see is that, uh, somebody will, will have to sort of roll with it. And, and a great example for me, something that I had to deal with once was I was doing Judge Janine's show on Fox News. And Judge Janine's always been really cool to me. I like her, nice lady. And I'm doing Judge Janine's show. And sure enough, you know, she's uh, you know she's wearing a dress and I'm in a suit. And for whatever reason, the set was, was warm to begin with, which can happen. But also, the way they had the spotlight set up on me, I'm now not just in a room that was probably... And honestly, it was probably in the mid-70s. It felt like it was 74, 75 degrees, which doesn't sound that warm. But actually, if you're in a suit, that's that's warm. Um, and and you had the spotlight on my face. And I was told, well, Buck, you're going to go first. Uh, you know, you're going to go first. And there will be, um, uh, what do you call it? There'll be, you know, you're, you're, she's going to do a quick mono, then you're going to come in. Well, the quick monologue turned into like a 10-minute long monologue, also bringing in another guest before me on remote, which is when the person appears from some other studio and they bring them in on a screen. And I'm sitting there in a suit. And, you know, I'm trying to be cool. It's, you know, it's, you're always trying to be cool a little bit when you're on TV. Cool as a cucumber. And I realize it's really hot here. And then I realize, oh, my gosh, I'm sweating. And then I realize, okay, this isn't like a little bit. Like I'm now in full on, like the, the the sweat is going to be is going to be coming down my face. I'm going to be drenched in sweat. This is a live shot, so it's not like taped. And I could say, "Hey guys, I'm sorry, but we need to, or I need to step aside for a second, or whatever." It's live TV, national TV, and I realized that within, and she's still doing the interview, and I realized sitting on set that I'm going to be drenched in sweat in a matter of like 90 seconds. You know, you know, you can feel it on your skin, and it's about. It's just about to start and then it's to start coming down. And I'm, th I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what am I going to do? And sure enough, uh, she turns to me and I am, right before she comes on and joins me, I am taking my hand and whipping sweat off my brow, like mopping my brow. And I'm trying to time it so that a maximum amount of sweat is taken up by my hand and I'm getting as much away from me as possible. And then I'm turning to her and doing the interview. And I, I do that and I think, okay, good. Well, it looks, you know, and I already I can tell my face is a little red and a little flush. I mean, it was way too hot, by the way. Even the control room at this time was like, fuck, we're sorry. It was with that spotlight on set and you sitting there in a suit. Like, it was just going to be, anybody would have been sweating. At least that's what maybe they told me to make me feel better. Because probably I was sweating too much. But the, uh, I will say I don't get nervous on TV and I don't get nervous on radio. So it's not that, it wasn't that, but the, the sweat is, and then I had to try to time it because, okay, I got a little bit off, but it's going to keep coming down and I don't want to be on national TV with my face dripping in sweat because no one's going to know, oh, it's really hot. They're just going to think that I'm a nervous wreck or something. 
And so they go to the shot where they turn to her and uh, they take me out of the shot for a second and, the, and I'm watching on a monitor behind her. And every time they go to her where you can just see Judge, the host, Judge Deneen, I am whipping sweat off my face off camera. So we're both on set and she can see me do this, but I'm having to like, I mean, and I'm like, wow, like I'm sending a stream of just gross sweat off my forehead offset as far as I can. And I managed to get through it. I mean, you know, my parents noticed, they're like, were you sweating a little bit? I was like, yeah, I managed to get through it without too much trouble. Um, but it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was not easy uh, to do. I was, you know, cause you go to a panic too. Cause now you're thinking you got to keep in mind. It's not just like this alive. This is going to go up on the internet. I'm going to be on Mediaite. They're going to be like sweaty, sweaty mess on Fox News show turns into human puddle on TV. And, you know, I'm oh, man, it's just you just sit there and it's and then that, of course, that anxiety makes you sweat even more. So it just gets worse. Um, I'm telling you, it it, it sucks uh, when you're in that situation. It really does. I'm trying to think of some other. I mean, that was the worst. It happened to me once in a CNN uh Flash duty, they call it. That's when you see the person appear on screen who's clearly not next to the host. They go make you go into this little studio. I've actually tweeted, uh, shared on, on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Instagram too, by the way. Uh, Buck Sexton on Instagram. For those of you who are on Instagram, you can follow me there. Um, but I, I, I've, I've been in a Flash studio where they uh, where it was too hot. And, and there you start. But there they, they, they can control it. And you're not on set. And you usually, you know, it's usually going to be a short hit. So that's not as when you're on set though, with the host and it was live and that can be rough. The other thing that, that I've had, this is much, a much smaller issue, but you know, you can have a molded earpiece when you do TV, which is, I, I hugely recommend for any of you who are going to do ever do a TV hit, which I don't know how many of you will do that, but because otherwise they put this little squiggly thing in your ear and, uh, it just, for me, it never really stays in there. And so then you have this weird feeling you'll be doing a TV hit. Maybe you're in the middle of an argument and you realize that it starts to slowly, this thing starts to slowly slide out of your ear and it can kind of tickle your eardrum a little bit. And it's actually almost made me laugh a little bit because it tickles and it's, 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 you know, slowly falling out of my ear and, and you're in the, you know, I could be in the middle of some argument. No, you know, Obama ruined the Syria policy and this thing will be coming out of my ear. And then eventually it just comes out entirely. And then you have this thing hanging off the uh, back of your collar by the side of your, your ear uh, that doesn't, you know, it, it, it's distracting. It doesn't look good for it to be there. And, oh man, I'm trying to think of other, uh, other things that have happened on live TV where I've been like, what? Um, definitely been in a situation back when I used to do red eye where somebody said something that I was like, Oh, can you say that on TV? And, and that's a taped show, so uh, they, they, they tape it beforehand. And I remember being there like, uh, do I, like, you know, one of the things you always have to remember is sometimes you're there on set and someone says something and it's inappropriate, but it'll make you laugh. And I'm like, uh-oh, like, did I laugh at the inappropriate thing? And then you're like, are they going to cut it out or not? So those are all, uh, those are all real things. Um, obviously, another thing you always have to watch out for is the putting, they put, they like to put a microphone on you before they bring you out for a lot of these shows. And so now you're, you're sitting there and maybe you have a mic on, maybe the person you're talking to has a mic on. And usually it's just set to the control room and maybe they're not tuned in to hear it, but you've got a, you've got a, a live mic on you. 
And I, more than once, I've been in a situation where someone's sitting there next to me and I've got the mic on and I'm like, hey, man, I've got a mic on. And even if I tell them, and then they'll, they'll be sitting there, we'll sort of start chatting and they'll say something. And I'm like, uh, you know that I have a mic on, right? Like, I wouldn't say that. Uh, so that happens all the t- that happens all the time too. I mean, the stuff that gets picked up by the microphones offset uh, is is pretty uh, pretty interesting. It can be pretty colorful stuff at times. But anyway, yeah, like I was saying, if you haven't seen that clip, it's one of the funniest, uh, cutest little TV news. Uh, I mean, people call it a blooper, I guess, but it's not. It's like it's like too nice and funny to be a blooper even, but it's great, man. It's really, really worth seeing. Um, I had it up on Facebook, so you should check it out there. Uh, anyway, uh, and I'm trying to share some of the other live TV moments that I've had that have been uh, particularly, you know, I'm trying to think that I have. You know, you definitely sometimes the other the other like little things that annoy you is when you find out after you've done a hit and you think you did a good job. It's one of the reasons why my hair is shorter now all the time because a piece of hair can come down on your forehead. And you won't necessarily know, and you'll do a whole hit, and you'll be sitting there thinking to yourself, like, oh, you know, that went really well. And then afterwards, you'll see a strand of hair that has migrated down, and you're like, that's all I can see. And maybe that's a weird TV thing where people get so, where people who are on TV get so fixated on what other people are seeing. But it is easy in, in retrospect to look back on some of those moments and think to myself, wow, it's, that's what people in airports are looking at that guy with the weird strand of hair down on his forehead. So that's happened to me so many times. Um, I'm trying to think of other moments on TV. The Judge Jeanine thing was, I, I've never forgotten that. I mean, that was, I was in a total, that was like, I was, I could just see that, you know, it's just see all the mockery about being a sweaty, gross mess on the Judge Jeanine show. Um, other than that, I mean, I think it's uh, on the TV side so far, it's been pretty, pretty straightforward for me. Nothing, uh, nothing that's that exciting in, in the TV world of bloopers, but you know, I'm sure there will be team. It, it just happens. Especially when you're live, man. Any, anything, anything can happen. Oh, there was the one time I was on Megyn Kelly's show, and they, she was having, a, she had a had a cold and was having a really tough time talking, and just uh, in the middle of in the middle of the show, it was clear to me that she was about to have a coughing fit and she wouldn't be able to talk, and and I'm like, uh, and they're telling me in my ear because you know the control room can talk to you, you know, hey, like you know, don't don't stop, like keep keep talking. And I'm looking at her, and I actually finally at one point was just like, are you okay? Can I get you? And this was on live TV in front of 3 million people. I was like, are you okay? Can, can I get you something? Or, you know, because she was just, she was being a, a trooper about it. But, I mean, she was trying to stifle a cough. And I could see, it, like, her eyes were getting watery. And uh, and she, they had to go to commercial because she, she had a coughing fit and she couldn't talk at all. And only I could see it because they put the cameras on me. So I'm sitting here and I'm talking and talking. And I can see that she's about to have a total coughing fit. And... I don't want, you know, I don't want to be insensitive, but I don't know if I'm supposed to keep going. Anyway, that was pretty rough, too. Uh, it was funny. She was a great sport about it. All right, team, I'm going to hit a break. I'll be right back. Stay with me. Let your voice be heard. Hello. 888-900-3393. On the Blaze Radio Network. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. 
a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. All right, team, welcome back. Our sponsor this hour is silencershop.com. Silencer Shop is simply the best place, the number one place for you to go and get a silencer for your firearm. Silencer Shop has all the best brands in stock. They know what they're doing when it comes to getting the paperwork cleared for you. And once you're all good to go, I'm telling you, you're going to be so excited that you have this accessory for your firearm. A silencer is a fantastic thing out of the range. It'll make you really happy to have it. So go through the process. Check out silencershop.com. They've got great customer service. They'll make the entire thing easy and seamless for you. And also you'll be support, supporting local business because your local dealer, well, you'll go pick it up. Um, your local dealer sets the price and uh, gets the profit on it. So you should definitely check them out. Silencershop.com is the place to go. Again, that is silencershop.com. I'll make the world a quieter place and team, as I was saying, we'll be back uh, right after this break with a whole lot more. Stay with me. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Sexton. Show. Welcome back, team. So, uh, speaking of, of things that uh, uh, annoy me and that I'm, I'm hoping that I will have a greater ability in the future to um, address and to tackle head-on, you may have seen that uh, Samantha B who is not funny and, and I I don't I'm not a hater when someone is good at something even if I don't like what their politics are or I don't like what they stand for but if they have a real ability uh, I will give I will give credit for that right so I'm not somebody who says oh well I don't like uh, I don't like the politics of you know I mean I was gonna say Meryl Streep although you know I think she's all and she looks she's a very good actress but I don't think she's as amazing as everybody says she is uh, but I'm not going to pretend that Meryl Streep is a bad actress because I don't like her politics, right? She's a good, she's a very, very talented actress. And there are others that would fall into this category too. Uh, there are comedians that, look, Jon Stewart, I thought was um, often dishonest in what he did. I thought that it was destructive to political discourse that so many people believe that what he was doing when he was really at the top of his game at The Daily Show was valid as a news source and as a, a part of... Uh, the dialogue in this country that was meant to illuminate difficult issues instead of just making a mockery of the other side constantly. But he was good at it. 
he did have a talent for propaganda dressed up as humor. And, and, he, and his, timing, it was, his timing as a comedian and, and some of the bits they did, now we had a big writing staff and I, I get all that too, but some of the bits they did were clever and he was wildly successful financially and otherwise because of that. So, I, and I, so I'm not somebody who goes, oh, so-and-so is terrible. You know, so-and-so has no, no talent, no ability whatsoever. I mean, no. You know, I'm, I'm aware even some of the writers that, uh, that churn out stuff for the New Republic or the Atlantic or any number of these, you know, Vanity Fair... I'm not going to say they're bad writers. The New York Times, I'm not going to say they're bad writers. I just think that what they do sometimes is dishonest or wrong. Or, But they're, they're good writers. I mean, they're writing the New York Times, they're writing Vanity Fair. These are people that have a talent for writing. Okay. I mean, not all of them, but a good amount of them. So it's with that in mind that I say to you, well, two things. One, and I don't mean to be one of those guys, but Trevor Noah is not funny. I've seen a lot of his bits. He's just not funny. And he is somebody that... I, I, they made him a, a, well, trying to make him a household name, and based on what, I don't really know, and they've given him this huge platform, and all I know is he built, he built, he uh, bought, maybe he built it, I don't know, I don't think he had it designed, he bought a $10 million penthouse here in New York City, uh, so, as I, I think I mentioned this already before, so he's getting paid a lot of money to do a very bad job on The Daily Show, uh, but Samantha Bee is another person who's just not funny. She's just not funny. And I think a lot of what she does is mean-spirited, and it comes from that Daily Show school of propaganda that, you know, you're supposed to laugh at because, oh, isn't it all just funny? But no, actually, it's, it's mean. Uh, and a lot of what they do is mean, and it's dishonest. And because it's comedy, they're supposed to be able to get away with what they do. But, you know, just because something is comedy doesn't mean that, we're, you know, this is really go. Cool. Oh, are you, into, are you into censorship? I'm not saying they don't have a legal right to do this. I'm just saying that we don't have to all sit around and pretend that it's funny when it's not, and pretend that something's acceptable when it's not. So here's here's what got the headlines recently. Samantha B was at CPAC, and they did this whole. Uh, I guess it was a segment or a portion of a segment, a segment of a segment, where they were uh, they were talking about. A quote, fashy. Uh, it's also called the fashy, I believe. That's what it's. But they, she refers to it as Nazi hair. Fashy is another term for the alt-right haircut of short on the sides, long on top. And if you, you know, if you Google it, you'll see what I'm talking about. And it's only because this guy Richard Spencer, who's the alt-right boogeyman, that the media. No one even knew who this guy was or cares who he is. But the media is obsessed with oh, Richard Spencer. You know, the coming fascist. Uh, you know, the coming dark night of fascism in America because of Richard Spencer. But they, she did this whole thing at CPAC of finding people. And in some cases, they're, I'll call them kids. They're not actually kids. They're young adults. But they're really young. And does a, a video of them making fun of their, quote, Nazi hair. And she did, and, and they put somebody on that video who has short hair because of his uh, chemotherapy treatment because he has stage 4 brain cancer. Now, okay, Samantha B and her show, Full Frontal, which is not funny. Uh, none of it is. I've seen a lot of it. I've never thought that this was funny. But they apologized. And I am in favor of accepting, uh, accepting apologies when there's a good faith error made. And, you know, no one is perfect. And if the, if the mistake is understandable or if the mistake is something that can happen... And certainly if it could happen to any of us, well, then I feel like an apology is, you know, maybe even not, not even needed. But in this case, an apology is certainly needed. 
and it was really, really mean. And I know they didn't know. So that's how they're getting, they're saying, well, you know, we didn't know. And there's a part of me that won't say, well, you know, that they didn't know. What they did was really, I mean, they're, they're, they were mocking the haircut of a cancer patient. So that's pretty, that's a, about as low as low is going to get. But they didn't know the person had cancer. Okay. So now we're supposed to just move on from this because she apologized. Well, I don't, th I think the whole thing was nasty and mean-spirited. Uh, imagine for a second, let's just, let's just take this into another, let's take this into an analogy that I feel like we'll all understand and there'll be a lot of clarity on this very quickly. Imagine for a second, if uh, they went around with a camera at, uh, they went around with a camera at the Women's March. And they did some bit about how the women at the Women's March look. I, I don't know what they'd pick out, but you'd pick out some flaw or some characteristic that they think is in common to the women at the Women's March. And they made fun of the way women, just women who are trying to exercise their right to free speech, made fun of the way they look. Does anybody think that that would be considered okay at all? Uh, would anybody, you know, if, if there was a, let's say they did a whole sketch about how the women at the Women's March are man-haters, and then they picked out a bunch of, you know, unfortunate looking uh, or whatever, you know, some less than appealing females who were at this march out of a huge march. And people would say, well, that's so sexist and wrong and, you know, and gross. And I'd say, yeah, you, you shouldn't do that. But they'd never do it. Nobody would ever, nobody would ever think that's okay. That's my point. Nobody would ever, and they would never turn around and say, oh, well, we were doing this thing that we thought was okay so give us a little leeway because we made one mistake with somebody. No, no. They'd never be given that. Uh, you know, they'd never be given a pass or any of that. Okay. So then I want to ask, with the Nazi haircut segment they were doing, I think Samantha B should apologize and her show should apologize to everybody that was in the segment, not just the stage four cancer patient, who was very gracious, by the way, about the whole thing and has showed us all you know, what grace and, and dignity really are. Uh, but I think everybody in that segment deserves an apology. A Nazi haircut? So if you have short hair with, it's kind of long on the top, which also, uh, I believe Macklemore has worn in the past. Brad Pitt has had what would be considered or what could be called based on a direct comparison, a, you know, fashy or a Nazi haircut. Uh, of course it's not a Nazi haircut. So I don't even know where that, this is kind of an urban legend that seems to have sprung up from the left. Because there are other people, how did, how did that, this would be like saying, any, you know, yeah, skinheads, sure, skinheads will have a shaved head. A lot of people have shaved heads. Being a skinhead doesn't mean, I mean, rather, sorry, being a, having a shaved head doesn't mean that you're a skinhead. We all know this, right? So you're just going to go around because people have a haircut that some people on the alt-right wear, and you're going to say that this is evidence of sympathies for Nazism or something, which is really what they're saying. It's a Nazi haircut. That's what she's calling it. Uh, the Nazis were the most horrific genocidal regime uh, of the 20th century when it comes to racism and vile bigotry and just making these very blasé comparisons to Nazism is so destructive to discourse. But that I just think it's so interesting that, that Samantha B doesn't seem to care or doesn't seem to understand to care, or just care to understand rather, that 
calling somebody's haircut a Nazi haircut is really demeaning for anybody. And it, these are young kids who are at, I mean, young adults who are at CPAC. They don't deserve to be videotaped and, and said to have a Nazi haircut. That's not cool. That's not funny. It's not okay. So sure, she crossed the line too much for everybody by making fun of a cancer patient, and cancer patient who has that haircut because of the cancer, obviously. But I think she crossed the line with all of it. And I'm not. And this is where the other left now they love to throw around the term snowflake, as if as if there there are no limits, right? You know, as if as if any joke now that that is that is mean spirited and nasty, uh, just because we say that they say that everything is offensive doesn't mean that they can turn around to us and say that nothing is offensive. No, they think everything is offensive unless it affects certain groups. Uh, and then when we say, well, hold on, you know, can't we say that aren't there some things that cross the line? They go, Oh, you're a snowflake. Everything's so offensive to you. No, they're just, they just lack and lack judgment and integrity and, and honesty and, and how they view these things. So uh, I just wanted to, to point out that the Samantha B apology, I, I am in favor of accepting public apologies when somebody, especially in the comedic sp in the space of comedy or commentary crosses a line. Um, I am in favor of that, but I'm also in favor of looking at, you know, this was a segment that they cut, that they planned, that was taped, that they aired, that they really thought about. And yeah, the stage four cancer patient mockery was beyond the pale for anybody and they didn't know about it. Fine. But the whole segment wasn't fine. I think the whole segment was unacceptable. I think they owe an apology to everybody that they put in that thing. What they did was really wrong. It's really defamatory, honestly. So, you know, calling somebody, saying somebody has a Nazi haircut, I mean, you're insinuating that there's some weird Nazi sympathy that they have, and that's completely unacceptable and it's unfounded. It just shows, I mean, the, but the left is out of, you know, they're, they're out of, uh, of ideas. I mean, all they really can make fun of now is white racists in their minds. That, that's what they always want to make. They want to make fun of white racists and Christians and, or believing Christians, traditionalist Christians, and white males and women who are pro-life. Those are the only acceptable targets for mockery. Um, that's all that they, that's it after that. And, and they, you realize that's not really a lot. So this is why they're not funny. And they, and they don't focus on things that we could all laugh at together. You know, comedians don't view their role anymore as finding ways for all of us to have a moment of humor and to escape the anxiety and the stress and the pain of, you know, day-to-day -day, uh, difficulties of day-to-day. -day. Pain's a little intense, but you know what I mean. Some of us have pain day-to-day. -day. Uh, they don't view that as their role anymore. No, their role is to just be mouthpieces for the Democrats and the left and to be the mockery brigade. You know, the, the propagandists of the left. It's really disgusting. And I, I'm sick of it. And I really hate, by the same, at the same time that they're such little quizlings for the progressives, you know, whether it's SNL or any number of these shows that just make fun of the right, make fun of conservatives, make fun of racists and racism. But it's not even real racism. It's make-believe racism that they often make fun of. Uh, and by the same, if I, if I turn around and I do a voice that is just an impersonation of somebody, well, I better be darn sure uh, that it's a, you know, uh, it falls within certain not well-defined parameters of what's acceptable or else I'm going to get told, you know, I might get picketed and boycott and all kinds of trouble. It just really, it's so stifling, it's so annoying, and, and it's really unfair. So I, I like to call this out. 
look, I'm hoping, and with your help, I'll be able to do this. I'm hoping to make the Freedom Hut so big and such a, a voice that I can take on some of this stuff because I want to do more humor from the right. And I want to also call out the left's lack of... The left is really humorless most of the time. They do mockery, not comedy. There's a difference. There is a difference. And the bigger, uh, the bigger the Freedom Hut becomes, I think the more uh, leeway I'll have to, one, you know, push the boundaries a little bit on the humor stuff, but also to make very clear to, and, to, and to really make the case that what they're doing on the left is not about being funny and it's not about comedy. It's, like I said, it's about a progressive agenda implemented through mockery and derision. And that's why, you know, for me, the, Sam, the Samantha B thing, it's just, that's, there's many more uh, that are doing the same stuff and they should be called out on much more than just the most egregious examples. All right, team, I'm going to hit a break. Uh, I'll be back in just a few. Stay with me. Buck Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Dispensing the truth. This is Buck Sexton. On the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we have only a few days left with uh, the Buck Sexton show at noon. As you know, we've been going noon to two for about a month now. Uh, as part of my transition into just working on Buck Sexton with America now full time from 6 to 9 Eastern. Uh, so I'm only going to have a few more days to hang out with you here uh, in the middle of the day. I really hope you'll join me on the new show. And uh, as I was saying before, best way to do that, well, if you can listen live, fantastic. If I'm on radio in your area, and by the way, we're hoping to get on more stations you know, soon. So keep an eye out for that. But to really keep in touch with everybody from the hut, uh, please follow, go to uh, facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. Click follow, and then I'll be able to get into your feed and tell you what's going on with the show, and we'll all be in touch that way. Uh, also, look for more from uh, BuckSexton.com going forward, uh, which is going to get ramped up here in a few weeks. And also, please go to iTunes and subscribe to Buck Sexton with America. Now, subscribing is best because then it just pops up in your feed. You don't have to always keep clicking subscribe, subscribe. If you miss three days of shows, and you go, oh, I've got some time. I've got a long drive ahead. You can just uh, knock out those shows when you want, as you want. So uh, thank you as always for joining me today, team. I'll be with you same time this week until Thursday or through Thursday. Uh, so until then, or until tomorrow, rather, as always, Shield Time. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.